Hello and welcome once again to the Overcome Yourself podcast. As you know, my name is Nicole and I am here today with uh, the amazing Allison Smith. And Allison is an astrologer. And the way that she described it to me is that she brings the energy of the stars down to us so that we can we can use that energy, right? Um, and so I might be butchering that. So I want Allison to tell us all about Allison and um, how she brings that energy. I want to know more about that star energy. So take it away, Allison. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nicole, for having me here on your podcast today. Um, yes, I'm an astrologer and I've worked with the energy of the stars, the energy of the earth, for more than 20 years and it's useful it's very very useful and as far as I'm concerned it is there for us to use and in my work I and just whenever anybody will speak to me about it whenever I get a chance for it I like to say that it's not fate and it's not destiny it truly is not it's all about making choices. It's all about looking at the energy that's available. It's all about maybe tuning into it or maybe not, but giving ourselves the information so we can choose whether to use it or not. And, and that's what I'm all about. And I've been described as, as the most practical astrologer because I like us to use it and I like us to have that information. And even if we do nothing with it, it's been our conscious choice then. And that's what I'm really hot on. It's, it's conscious choice. And the more information we have, then the more we can make those choices. Yes, yes, yes. The more information we have, the better decisions that we can make, right? Um, and that mirrors what I talk to my clients and uh, my audience all the time. It's all about perception, right? Um, and how you look at something. So I love that. I love it, love it, love it. Um, so I'm checking here your notes because you, we were talking about, um, you, you were talking about how astrology offers clues as to how to fully move into the beginning of a new and major part of your life. So you mentioned that in the notes. Um, and so that could be like starting a new business or traveling. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about that and how you use the energy of the stars to help your clients navigate those new chapters in their lives? Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, when we're born, we are born onto this planet Earth at a particular moment in time and space. And we land on this planet, you know, we're born and the universe has, has given us a pattern of planets and stars all around us for that moment. And the planets and the stars are all moving at different rates. The earth is hurtling through space at a different rate as well. And all of the time, the different patterns of energies are different. So our birth chart is completely unique because there'll never ever be another pattern of stars exactly the same. Even if we look at the moment we started this, this particular podcast, there'll never ever be another pattern of stars exactly like that again, because everything's moving at different rates. And so what we do is we have our birth chart in place, and then we look to see what's going on in the universe around us. And there are certain planetary energies which if we fully 
are aware of them are completely useful. And I'd just like to highlight a couple because one of them is an asteroid called Chiron. And Chiron in mythology is the wounded healer. And where Chiron, the asteroid, shows up in the birth chart is often where we are called to serve. And perhaps where we have healed ourselves or are healing ourselves and can help others do the same. Now, he has a 50-year orbit. So imagine at around about age 50, he's returning to the same place in the sky as he was when you were born. So there's that. Then also Saturn. Now Saturn has a roughly 28 to 29 year cycle. So the second cycle return, when he's returned to the same place as he was when you were born, is around about age 58 to, to, to 60, 56 to 60. Jupe, I could go on, but there are specific planetary energies. They're returning to the same place as they were when you were born. They were making an amazing pattern of energy just to get us into a new chapter of life. And so when we get to age 45 onwards, it's a new beginning. There are new beginnings being offered to us. And that's where choice comes in because we can choose how we're gonna use those new beginnings, how we're gonna take our lives forward, what we want to be doing. You know, it's the start of something. And that's what's so exciting. And that's interesting. What it makes me think of in the corporate world is right about that time is when we see, or a little, maybe a few years after that is when we see like a midlife crisis happening, don't we? And I think that speaks a lot to what you're talking about, where there's this yearning and you realize there's more than just this monotony, right? Um, I had the privilege of having a quarter life crisis. <laughs> um, and I remember I've had like eight quarter life crises. Um, it feels like, you know, um, and so it's that moment of like rebirth and you're like, what am I going to do from here? Um, and so I think that's really cool. Um, how, cause sometimes we think of things like cause and effect and it's very short, like by the end of the year, by this, but you're talking about like these lifetime, I mean, we got to wait 30 years. Like you can't waste this opportunity. It's not just going to come by again next year, like your birthday. Right. <laughs> so that's really cool too. Um, very interesting. Now I'm going back to the notes because you did mention here that you are a Leo. So can you talk to me a little bit about you know, like how you use these astrological signs and how how they can help us be more aware of ourselves, I guess, and, and move forward. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, yes, I was I was born. Oh, I'm born in August. And mm. I'm an Aries. If you want to use me as an example, you can go ahead and like break it down. The good, the bad and the ugly. It's totally OK. <laughs> right. Well, let's do my best. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was born in August. So I'm a Leo. And I never, ever identified with being a Leo. And actually, I didn't believe in astrology. Not at all. Nothing. Because I am very shy. Um, I'm fine talking to you today because I've got my subject to talk about. <laughs> 
but I was the very, very shy child in the playground. Um, and really, you know, I, I never ever identified with being Leo and people would say, but you're a Leo you should be out on stage. And I really did try, I tried really hard. I joined an amateur dramatic society. I can remember joining it. Um, and I would just do anything. I would be wardrobe. I would be prompt. I would, I would just do anything rather than go out, you know, into the spotlight onto the stage. And then I had my birth chart drawn up by an astrologer who gave me my birth chart and showed me that the particular area of my birth chart, and that's why timing is quite important with um, astrology when you have your birth chart drawn up, but they showed me where Leo was in my birth chart actually was to do with helping others shine, to do with getting others out there. So having been wardrobe and prompt and all sorts of other jobs in a, in a dramatic society made perfect sense. So you still have those traits, even if you don't feel that you identify with exactly what the book that you happen to read says, <laughs> you will be experiencing your sun sign, where the sun was when, when you were born, the zodiac sign in some way. But also don't forget your birth chart's amazing because you've got all of the others planet stars and zodiac signs so your the moon at the time of your birth would have been in a zodiac sign mercury would mars would venus would and that's what the construct of all of your potentials your birth map is all about so nicole you having your sun the sun was in aries when you were born now aries is a very dynamic sign of the zodiac it's ruled by mars um it it's also the first sign of the zodiac. Oh, I didn't know that. And so it's an ignition. It will get things moving. So if anyone's listening to this and you're in Aries and you think, well, I don't always resonate with what it says in the book, like I didn't with my Leo. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're both fire signs. Because Aries <laughs> is the fire sign Leo is. We needed a Sagittarian, really. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't really identify. Just look at what area of life you are able to get things moving in. Because that's what Aries does. Aries gets things moving and we'll get things started and we'll love that whole concept of making something into something. Does that answer your question, Nicole? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, oh my goodness, that's awesome. Um, and I love it, and I was born on April 1st, so there's a lot of beginnings, there's a lot of leadership there. Yeah um cool and I am hard-headed too you know like the ram <laughs> so I've always associated with that I was like that's very yes um that is so cool um now um tell me about you've got some you've got some free resources um for our listeners so can you tell me a little bit about that you're you have a free guide and you also have a Facebook group right Oh, right. Yes, I do. Thank you. Yes, I've got a free guide to finding inspiration because a big part of what we're here, what I believe we're all here is to be creative. 
In whatever way it is, we're all here to be creative, to be in that flow, to move forward. You know, everything in our universe moves forwards. It all, it all does. And even if you hear about planets being retrograde, which you probably will, um, they don't actually go backwards. They have changed their energy from our perspective here on Earth because everything goes forwards all the time. We yeah. age, you know. And I've already spoken about certain planets giving us such opportunities in different decades of our lives. And so because everything moves forward, we're in we, we need to be in flow. And however that is, and so I've put together a little guide for a short guide for finding inspiration. And that's a download. So um, I'm sure that that yeah, we'll have the, the link available. in the show notes. Yes, oh, the link will be bad. available down below in the show notes. Lovely. Thank you for that. Um, and I do also have a free Facebook group called Star Clarity Earth Magic. And the reason I called it that is because we need to be in alignment with us on Earth and with the stars. We ground ourselves and then we start to look at what potentials are available. And when we keep it like that, that's when we make our best choices and our best decisions. So, yep, free Facebook group. Love you to join. Love it. Yay. Um, <laughs> awesome. And then so, Alison, do you have any um, any last minute tips? Do you have, you know, something, you, some knowledge you can drop on us here before we sign off? I do. One of the biggest, the biggest gifts that you can give yourself is to go outside and look at the moon. Now, I know that sounds like a really simple thing, but I've been speaking about this for years. And 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 one 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 person actually wrote to me and and she said, thank you, Alison, for making me to go out and look at the moon. She said, I was ironing, I put my iron down and I went outside. It was one, one time when I was doing a, um, a live because it was a particular full moon. And, and she said she went outside and looked at the moon and she wrote to me and she said she couldn't remember the last time she'd actually looked at the moon. And so I know it's a simple thing, but whatever phase the moon is in, just go outside if it's safe, make sure you're safe. But I have to put my hat on, my safety hat on, but go outside, look at the moon because... It helps us remember how connected we are with each other and also with the earth. And when we start to be connected with the earth and we look at the universe and we look at just the awesomeness that's out there, we can start to get a feeling of just how, first of all, how awesome we are as individuals, but also just how many potentials there are for us. And at every moment, and I talk a lot about moments because it is about moments. And that's probably another thing that I want to say about the fact that we have, we don't really need to think about somebody doing something else at a certain time. Think about ourselves, think about yourself and the moment you're living in. And when we think about that moment that we're living in, and we think about the different changes that can lie all around us and the potentials, we can start to take our own journey forwards. And I think when we start to look at the moon, if you go outside, you look at the moon, you see other, other planets are available. Um, you can start to see how actually, yes, 
we're individual, making individual choices of potentials, but we have connections with each other too. So that would be my biggest message right now, especially, is to ground yourself by looking at the moon and also take your time, take your moment to make your own choices and decisions moving forwards. Does that help? Yes, that's wonderful. Um, I love it. I love looking at the moon. Like I just happen to have an apartment where if I have the window open, you know, like when the sun is going down, sometimes I'll see it coming up. And then so I get to see it like really big right there. Um, and I love looking at the moon. Like sometimes, you know, there's just something about it. Like you just go out there and you just look at it. It's hypnotic. And um, everything really is connected. Like the moon affects even our blood, right? Like we know that the moon affects yes. like the oceans and the tides, but sometimes we don't think about the fact that we're 70% water, just like the earth. And the moon is affecting our blood, like our periods as women, like it it's connected to us, right? Um, I mean, life is sustainable on earth because of the moon, right? Like it's a big part of the health, uh, you know, other than the sun, of course. So that's such a big deal. And um, one of the things that I talk about all the time um, is gratitude, is practicing gratitude and being in the moment. Um, and so I, I think that aligns, you know, because it is about the journey, right? Um, I went on this bicycle ride. We went and it was the first time and we went for 15 miles. Okay. <laughs> and I was out in the Everglades. It's in the swamp. We didn't see any gators, but we did see gator poop. So like they're out there, you know? And so like, there's no choice. Like there isn't something that you could call someone to pick you up. Like you've got to make it back. Right. And the first half, it was cool. The second half, it was tough. And when we got back, you know, it's really funny because like you're you're in the middle of it and you're cursing out and you're like, I'm never going to do this again. I'm leaving the bike here. I don't want the bike. Like, forget this. And then when you finish, it's like, ah, I did it. I can't wait to do it again. You know, and and I looked at my partner and I'm like, this is exactly what enjoying the journey is about. Like, even though it was tough, you know, like my mindset was like, ah, but if I had just you know, switch my mindset, which is tough when you've never done 15 miles, but you learn to switch your mindset and enjoy those little moments, right? Because if not, you're going to be miserable the whole time. You know, I was miserable the whole way back. <laughs> um, and I was like, but that's where you learn to enjoy the moment, you know, and then you think back and you're like, well, you know, it was beautiful. And, you know, it was tough, but like, I feel better, like my legs aren't going to fall off. So I'm okay, you know. <laughs> um, and so that was a really big lesson for me. And I was like, this reflects the entrepreneurial journey so much because like you're in the thick of it and you're cursing yourself out. You're like, I'm never going to do this again. But then you finish. You're like, look what I created. And then you're like, I can't wait to do it again. And so we've got to learn to enjoy those moments. And looking at the moon is, is simple. You know, it doesn't, we don't need to spend any money. We don't have to like take a bunch of time out of our day. There's no scheduling. We don't got to get dressed up. We don't have to, you just, go outside and look at the moon for two minutes and just maybe focus on your breathing and that it could be its own meditation man right like oh, that's so genius so simple and so smart I love it Allison it is I mean it's an amazing thing and we forget we forget to look at nature's rhythms we pick only because we're so caught up in 
what we're doing or, or what we've got to do, all of that. But by, but by going out, looking at the moon, by thinking about what phase the moon is in, by using that particular rhythm, which is a really good rhythm to use as entrepreneurs, if you can get into a rhythm of, of planning and starting something new at new moon, of completing it and enjoying it or gratitude for it at full moon, if you can get into a little bit of a cycle with that, then, then you're in a natural rhythm. And the same thing goes for the, the rhythm of the sun. In fact, another magical thing to do is actually to watch a sunrise because a sunrise has all of the potential of the day ahead. And in my work as an astrologer, I'll often use a sunrise chart to really get a feeling for potential, for what's going to happen, for how, how things are going to evolve. And that's another really good focusing exercise to watch a sunrise. And again, it doesn't take very long to do, it can actually open thought processes in ways that maybe you wouldn't necessarily get sitting at a, a desk or somewhere else. I love it. And really quick, one thing about, you mentioned about the sun and the cycles. Um, we had gone to the beach one day, we got there really early and I noticed the birds eating the food, right? But then it was like, they had watches on at noon, exactly at noon they went and they got under their little trees and they took their nap da, da, da. and then at 3 30 i'm telling you it's like they had a watch on because i was looking at my watch at 3 30 they start stretching they start coming out the sun is going and then my grandfather had skin cancer and he always told us don't be out in the middle of the day you know like we would go to the theme parks until noon and then we could go back after four i'm like oh my god it's the birds like it's the same schedule as the birds they know it's too hot so they're just hanging out in the shade during the day by the way I was under a little tent I wasn't actually out in the sun because of this you know we, I'm under the mangroves and stuff but I paid attention to them and I realized you know they were like okay they're going back out for dinner now it's 3 30 like the sun is this down so they're not gonna like and that's so so cool like and we observe them and we can learn from them you know um and they don't have watches how do they know like how does my dog know you know when it's time to go outside like they, he doesn't have a watch <laughs> um but I know it, it absolutely is amazing and I had the, the I, I was honored enough to to be able to be in the same place as a total eclipse um oh, cool. one year of the, of of the sun I was actually camping outside for it and, and the, it was the most incredible experience because at the total eclipse, you see, of course, it's total darkness. And it, it was obviously in the daytime. And the birds, they sang their evening chorus as the eclipse started to happen. And then they sang their dawn chorus wow. as the eclipse was over. And, and so it, it was the most amazing thing to witness, to hear, to see, to, to listen to, because they knew, and nature does know. Nature actually knows its rhythms. Na nature knows it, you know, and, and we've forgotten a lot, and we have to remember it, because we've forgotten a lot. Our ancestors knew it. And, and yet, yeah, it's all there. And it, the key, it, it's a key. And I think it's a, it, it, 
by witnessing it, by watching it, by listening to it. And the same way as with, with yourself hearing those birds singing and, and thinking to yourself, well, they didn't have a watch. They just knew what to do. They were just getting on with life. I think there's such a lesson there for all of us, isn't there? That actually, you know, it is about moving forwards. It is about um, getting into the rhythm, into harmony, doing what we need to do when we need to do it, but making certain that we're, we're shifting ourselves forwards too. I love it. I love it. This is wonderful, Allison. Um, so thank you so, so much. Like I could talk to you for hours um, for coming and joining me on this. Um, and I'll make sure that all your links are in the show notes. Um, otherwise, this has been so, so much fun. You are a wealth of knowledge. And I'm so excited to see you in your group on Facebook. Oh, thank you so much, Nicole, for host for, for, for having me today. It's been lovely oh. chatting to you. It really has. Really, yeah, a real joy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Allison. So we will catch you guys um on the next episode. And